Always a pleasure to say good morning to Tim Hudak, who's on the morning brief. Kind of double duty. You and Deb were doing the afternoon show with the Rush yesterday. Did you have a good time? Yeah, we had a great time being back on the Rush uh, last night from uh, from two to six. Uh, Deb does an awesome job. It was great to be the the co-pilot. It's fun to be back in studio there as well, John. I mean, I've not actually been back inside the studio for for three years. Certainly doing this stuff. And we had great support from Zachary and Mike. Bottom line was a lot of hot issues we could talk about, and probably Deb had more people side with her than with me. Okay. Well, let's dig into a few things because some of these issues have hung over from the weekend. But the number one issue this morning would be Queen's Park is back. So I guess they've got their new lunch boxes and fresh pair of shoes and away they go. Yeah, yeah I often would think of that as it's sort of going back to school and sort of the, the excitement to that. Um, maybe dread if you're on the government side. I think a better way of looking at it, though, is like the start of a, of a new season, right? The start of a new sports season. You've got a new quarterback there for the, the number two team and then the new Democrats. And, you know, I'll tell you why it's important. We often can dismiss this saying it's bad theater with even worse actors, but it, it is an important part of our democracy. And, and here's why. When when you're not in session, it's easier for the government of the day to, to duck the issues. They're not, not there in front of the media. They can drive their own message. They can cut short scrums. When the House is in session, you know, every day there's that, that battle between opposition and government. It gives the opposition a time to highlight issues that they want to talk about, to hold the government accountable, to shine a light on the issues of the day. And then what you don't see on camera is after question period, everybody files out the front door. And there's a media scrum as well, which allows the media to get whatever cabinet minister or member of the assembly they want to corner uh, into the spotlight uh, in addition. So it is a healthy thing to do. It may sometimes be off-putting because of the theater, John, but it really does help uh, drive a more clean democracy when the House is in session. Okay, and without being too uh, inside baseball, I'm curious about your thoughts on the fact that Merritt Stiles will be the leader of the opposition as of today. Meanwhile, this business of the Liberals trying to recruit Mike Schreiner remains unresolved. So there's going to be a little bit of uh, chaos today at Queen's Park. Yeah, I, I remember fondly going in as the leader of the opposition to my first question period. I drove issues around the loss of jobs in the province, around government overspending and, and corruption and, and mismanagement of finances. So I suspect that Mayor Stelling has great style. I worked with her before she was in uh, elected politics. What people will look for is the team united behind her. Do the NDP look like they're fully behind their leader? And what will be her style and type of focus? What was the challenge in opposition is to try to come across that you have a compelling alternative, not only in style, but in what you believe in, your outlook for the province, what we should be all about, as opposed to coming across simply as being you know, negative and being angry uh, all of the time. I suspect she'll be a very effective opposition leader. And we'll go on those things around you know, connection to um, uh, insiders, the well-off and the Ford government, the cost of living, mismanagement of health care. And you drive a good point. The third and fourth place teams, the Green and the Liberal uh, parties, it look like they're in a bit of chaos. I mean, who's Mike Schreiner going to lead? Missy Hunter, potential leadership candidate for Liberals, now toying with running for mayor. Uh, they are at the risk of looking uh, rudderless and irrelevant. Meanwhile, um, one of the major issues, I think, moving forward, certainly for the next quarter or two, is going to be health care. There was a rally yesterday outside of a private clinic protesting the Ford government's health care changes. I know some people are clutching their pearls over the idea that somebody came between someone and their cataract surgery, but, you know, I, I can't get that excited about it. 
Yeah, I think this is a wrong track for um, for the opposition. You know, protesting in front of the, the Herzig Eye Clinic, I, I don't think that's seen as a major villain uh, on the stage of, of modern politics. I think if you're going to protest uh, laser eye surgery, which everyone around us will have somebody in their family or a friend that did so successfully at a private clinic, you're actually highlighting what works. I think you're looking a, a, a ideological, dated, and, and just plain angry. You've got to focus on healthcare. You can talk about mismanagement. You can talk about wait lists. You can talk about the lack of access. But boy, John, if you're if you're doing a circle on the Herzig Eye Clinic and and protesting speeding up surgeries that are you know not very invasive and are low risk, you're looking like you're from the 1980s. Let's listen in. Julie Black performing the national anthem at the All Star Game and deciding to insert a word change. Oh, Canada. There you go. Now, this makes me a fusty old man, but don't mess with the official words to the anthem. Thank you very much. Everybody's got an agenda. Just sing the song. Yeah, I don't think you're being fussy. I, I agree. Deb and I talked about this last night on um, on the Russia yeah, as well. Look, um, you know, she, an amazing voice, uh, a lot of publicity. I bet the hits on Spotify and Amazon Music are, are off the charts out of that publicity you get. But the bottom line for me, you do not have a right to change our national anthem. You, you can protest. You can have your point of view. You can fight for change. But when you're on a major stage like that, you are representing our country, and no individual has the rights to change the lyrics in our anthem. And if you want to do so, there's a process to do that. We just did it in 2018 that recently. But I, it, it does actually get under my skin, not only because you don't have the right to change the lyrics on that kind of stage, but uh, but also it offends because I am a proud Canadian. Yeah, we've got stains in our history, particularly the way we dealt with Aboriginal populations, no doubt. But I'm proud to be a Canadian. I wouldn't trade this country for any other in the world. That's why people flock from all over to actually come here and to call themselves Canadian. I want an anthem that is stirring, that makes me proud, and is not a guilt trip, John Moore. And one of the funny things, I was going back and forth with a few people yesterday, uh, when you get into the words of the anthem, it was composed in French originally. And the French words are completely different from the English words. Well, well, there you go. And, and, and native land is, you know, simply referring to place of uh, of our birth. Look, I I, I, I like our anthem, and uh, I, I just feel it is respectful to this nation, the people who believe in it. When you're on a major stage like that, perform your heart out, show off your voice and your style. But, but don't offend, don't change the words. A new report out paints a really unfortunate picture of Torontonians' collective health during the pandemic. And uh, Tim, it's just a, an agglomeration of things, everything from not being able to eat right to people drinking more and, and not being able to get tests. Yeah, and this is Toronto Public Health, right? You're going to put out a gloomy report. I wonder if they've ever put out with any rays of sunshine. <laughs> However, I do believe uh, that there is a lot of, of truth in, in this report. There's no doubt that the that the lockdown was uh, too harsh, was far too long, and as a result, we're now feeling the after effects of such. The, the notion of the screening test that many of us would have gone through for, for cancer or other parts of our bodies are well behind, so you'll see an uptick in those areas. We're behind on doing 
testing procedures. That's why these private clinics are important to clear up that backlog. Drug abuse has gone much higher. We'll look at the violence that we're seeing and, and the uh, the unsafe rides in the TTC. Uh, as a result, homelessness on the rise and an affordability crisis. So that is quite quite a witch's brew of challenges. be interesting to see how this plays out uh, in the platforms of whoever puts their hat in the ring when it comes to mayor, how they're going to take on these issues because they are popping up not only among marginal populations, but broadly across the spectrum now. Now, I think we can safely assume this motorist didn't think they were going to flip their car, but I mean, how extreme a maneuver would you execute to avoid killing a raccoon? None, 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 none whatsoever. No, she's, they're, they're vermin. They're, they're, I feel awful for this woman, right? I, maybe she thought it was a cat. Maybe she thought it was a raccoon. Maybe she made the wrong call. Thankfully, she's safe. But flipping your car for the sake of one of these bandits, John, the, these are, I've never been a fan of raccoons, but I will tell you, the raccoons in urban areas in Toronto are the worst types of raccoons, right? They're fat, they're petulant, they're destructive, they're vindictive. You try to take extra care of your garbage, they're going to target you first to teach you a lesson. I'm so strong against the raccoons. If there is a mayoral candidate, say this right now on the morning brief of News Talk 1010, who puts a raccoon and coyote call on their election platform, I put up a lawn sign, John. Wow. Okay. I'm fighting words. Yeah, I don't like those raccoons. Thanks a lot, sir. Good to have you this morning. Have a great day. That's Tim Hudak. No friend of raccoons. Rocky Raccoon.